Hello, friends. In the words of the iconic Marvel Comics character Luke Cage, sweet Christmas. There's a lot of wrestling going on at the second. Luke's bit is just the sweet Christmas. He doesn't normally comment on the wrestling. That was my input because, boy, oh, boy, there's a ton to watch. There's a ton to get into. Strap in, friends. Grab yourself a drink. Let's get going. You're here on the wrestling podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But, of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We just simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam. This fella is Gareth. Hey. And we welcome you back once more. It's Friday, Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. And we've got plenty to get into. So let's just go. We've got NWA Empower. We've got a bit of stardom. We've got a whole heap of news. We've got some updates on what's coming up in the next few weeks. My word. Jeez, how are we going to do it in 45? Let's start talking quicker. How are you this week, Liam? Not bad. Not bad. Anything new? Had to pull an all-nighter on Monday, which... Oh, geez. I think the older you get, the less good that becomes. <laughs> How come? What happened? I, I was working, I was doing some stuff for Titan Publishing or the sort of publishing arm of Inside the Ropes. Um, working on uh, one of their projects. I don't know how much I can say, so I should probably stop there. Yeah. You have to tell me about that off air. Indeed. Yeah, no, it's all it's all fun stuff, but I'd kind of butted up. Circumstance had led me to butt up against the deadline and that meant that I had to <laughs> had to bust out you the and, full 24-hour shift. Oh, Name a more iconic duo. Oh, God. Wait. Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of, I think it, you know, I, I managed to get it done, thankfully. But good Lord, I've been suffering since. I feel like I've crawled through the week yeah. with my torso trailing behind you me. You don't want to incur the wrath of, uh, of Dan. No, no, no. Editor Dan is a lovely guy until you miss the deadline. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, I, he's somebody I would very much like to never be on the wrong side of. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's when you stop getting the uh, the sort of pleasantries on the Slack chat, and you know, <laughs> you start seeing full stops pop up after sentences. You think, oh man, oh, I've done it here. So yeah, so thankfully got that done. How about you? What's been going on? Not a lot. I went to two days of Fright Fest last weekend. Oh wow! Uh, the horror cool. film festival in London. You know, I was pretty. I was feeling very unsure about it, but I got coaxed down. Originally just for one day, and then I enjoyed myself so much. I was like, "Well, I've got to go back for another." And um, you know, I managed to get a hold of a, a free weekend, spare weekend pass. So oh, wow. went up Great. on the sorry, went up on the Sunday in the bank holiday Monday. Nice. That was really fun. Any recommendations? The sadness, uh, sadness. was a Taiwanese uh, sort of zombie film, which was pretty brutal, but mm. probably the, far and away the best film I saw over the over the two days I was up there. If you're nice. if you're a horror, horror film fan, check that one out. Very good, very good. All right, let's jump into this then. Where should we start? NWA, perhaps? Yeah, let's let's dive in. Our maiden voyage to the National Wrestling Alliance. We have yeah. tried to do a couple on NWA, and they've just fallen through for whatever reason. Yes. So, just the way things have worked for us, like sometimes interviews will pop up that's too good to miss, or mm. you know, things have to get bumped, unfortunately, and it tends to be NWA. <laughs> now that we're completely unconstrained, you would never get that issue now would you just know oh, we'll just no. do another special just yeah, keep, yeah, yeah keep pumping out the specials <laughs> not, not that anybody was ever against that before but you know i was conscious of filling up the feed so yes. now it's our feed we'll fill it up it's okay yeah nw empower so this was put together mainly by mickey james and a, a host of some of u.s wrestling scenes greatest female stars like jazz like gail kim and others and a real sort of celebration of women's wrestling yeah. and in particular they were back in the back in the chase uh which is you know one of those historic arenas 
synonymous with the NWA. And to have this as the first show back, I think also spoke volumes about yeah. what they were trying to do. A lot of history so, there. A lot of history there. So yeah, this is our first time with NWA. I don't know if you ever watched the Power Series when it was on. I, no, I didn't. Cool. Okay. That's that's great in many ways. Um, so what were your thoughts, impressions on the presentation, the look and feel of it? What did you take away? Really sort of old school but in a, a way I like mm. it didn't feel like oh we're just doing throwback you know for the fun of it it felt more like that you know that we're trying to keep this personality you know this is who we are I, I loved the sort of blue ring mat and apron and yeah it looks great just it? very simple like the very the simple but good presentation that makes me think of old-timey wrestling you know the fact how simple the entrance ramp was and everything I liked how how kind of the very narrow entrance way and like how close all the crowd was. It yeah. just, if it was in less high definition, <laughs> it would really feel like something that could have been broadcast in the in the eighties. You know, from the from the look and feel of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It certainly seems to be a big part of the product that Billy Corgan, who owns the NWA or certainly has a big stake in it, seems very attached to. He's keen on that aesthetic that respect to the past and you saw that uh, with the belt that he brought out yeah. as well that is sm- smashing pumpkins billy corgan if you're not aware <laughs> yeah absolutely although he goes full name now doesn't he he's uh, yeah, like william, william patrick, patrick. Like yeah. yeah you know that's clearly something that he's very passionate about i do yeah, think it's probably fair to describe nwa as a passion project for the likes of corgan and someone like a nick aldis yeah they seem you know that's their you know, Nick Aldis could probably be wherever he wants to be at this moment in time. Mm. He's, he's a big name, but he's keen to be here. He's keen to build this. Yeah. And, you know, I respect that. And, you know, there's obviously, they're onto something. Yeah, it feels like they maybe fill a niche that is otherwise sort of untouched almost. This. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's so true. And it was interesting on the Power Series, and admittedly I haven't watched it since it's moved to Fight TV because... Come on, folks, there's only so many subscriptions one man can afford. But <laughs> but when it was on YouTube and it was free, it was very, very, very old school. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I liked the the way that the commentary disc, desk was positioned. It was so close to the, to the ring, the crowd. It was all kind of played out just to the front. So you only had crowd on one side of the ring, which is mm-hmm. also interesting. You don't often see that. And, you know, even some of the camera angles and things, production stuff. And I think you saw that on Empower as well, mm. you know, particularly of entrances. You got some shots from behind the wrestlers looking out to yeah. the crowd, which I, I thought like was that. good. Yeah, really nice. It feels like a lot of thought is put into the presentation. Yeah, definitely. There were some sort of production snafus I noticed on this, this show. It's certainly not because the, the thought isn't there. It's just, you know, sometimes technical hitches happen. <laughs> Yeah, things happen. But one thing this show did get me thinking about is if you're like a young wrestling fan, I don't know that we necessarily qualify for that anymore, but... <laughs> have, have we aged out of being young wrestling fans? We may, we may well have. So, I mean, I think so long as we're under 50, we, we're, we still matter. Well, I suppose we're in the key demo still, yeah. so that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, growing up on sort of early noughties, Ring of Honor stuff, you know, when the Indies in the US really went mental. And, you know, I think around that time, quite an adversarial relationship between old school wrestling, which you would associate the NWA with, and what we were seeing at the time was forged by commentators from the past. You know, like a lot of people would 
you get sick to death of, you know, oh, they're going too fast or they're doing too many moves or they should just do a headlock the whole match and things like that. And I think as a result, you just, well, certainly I had like a slight aversion to this kind of presentation because mm. it almost felt like the enemy camp. You know, <laughs> should I enjoy this? Am I playing yeah. into their hands or what have you? And it's really needless because, you know, on this show, this was a great example because on this show you had what I would consider to be contemporary style wrestling. It wasn't like, no. you know, the stuff that was that these guys were harping on about, which I should point out as well, was good stuff. It was just sort of pitted against mm. what you were watching at the time for no reason whatsoever, really. Um, and, you know, you can see now that modern style wrestling can exist quite comfortably within this aesthetic and it's not a problem you know it fits perfectly well and I, I thought this show did a really good job of harmonizing those two things and proving that actually they they can coexist quite nicely absolutely yes i would i would agree with that sentiment right so let's get into it then big matches on the show i mean t- talk me through it man which one which ones really spoke to you to nobody's surprise it was the ones that i think people were the most looking forward to so the nwa world women's title match camille and layla hirsch uh the impact knockouts title match diana perrazzo and molina really delivered i also really enjoyed the tag title final uh really was a lot of fun been a big fan of allison k for quite some time yeah. i enjoy her team with marty bell as the hex great to see them take home the title match to be the first champs of the of the modern era yeah, really cool stuff. And actually, they were against two of my favorites from AEW. Yeah. You know, Kylan King, I think, is really unique. You know, she's a massive, massive wrestler. Yeah. You know, relative to the rest of the roster, she's huge. It really surprised me, sort of, especially with team with Red Velvet, like the, the yeah. height differential there. <laughs> was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, Red Velvet's tiny, but just great as well. Tons yes. of charisma. Really exciting prospects, I would say. Yeah, it was really interesting. The AEW contingent that were on this show, how they felt some of the most kind of ready for prime time when it's, you know, especially when they're some of the lower down on on the, you know, on the ladder at AEW, but they felt so much more polished than, you know, some of the other people on the the card, I thought. Gosh, that is interesting. And I, I suppose in many ways, that's a whole well, basically a whole year of wrestling for camera, albeit not necessarily in front of a crowd until the end, you know. So someone like Kylan King, I've noticed, and and Red Velvet, to be fair, they both find the camera really easily. They they know where the camera is. The other thing I noticed is between the commentary team and the announcers, nobody could get Kylan King's name straight. They kept calling all different kinds of stuff. (laughs) I think she should come out and verify this, actually. Or we're going to have another sauna Camina situation on our hands. <laughs> I think that was only you. Do you know, I was wearing my sauna Camina shirt after the weekend and somebody was asking what it was. I was like, gosh, how do I describe this? I was like, this is a group of wrestlers that all <laughs> enjoy going together. to the sauna. I actually said, one of them described them as naked friends. And I just got a real <laughs> quiz look, like much more so than when you normally talk uh, about wrestling. Brilliant. There we go. I felt proud. Um, yeah, so good stuff here. I think the Hex is probably a great choice. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see them pop up in AEW at some point as well, actually. That would be quite Definitely. Nice. You know, I, I do think Alison Kay is somebody that could you could very easily slot in to the AEW. I don't, title get why she I don't know why she's fixture somewhere. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, she really should be. All right. Let's, let's talk about this impact knockouts title match. Diona against Melina. 
really fun. Lots of heat going into this one. Felt like a big match, actually, the way they presented it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the jump, Molina was pretty emotional, which I think added to the stakes of it as well. I don't feel like the result was ever in doubt for me. No, I always no. felt like Diana was going to take it. It was just a matter of when. But, you know, having not seen Molina wrestle basically since she was in WWE, I thought she had great here. Yeah, it was really did. nice to see yeah. her back in the ring. And, you know, I'll have to check out more NWA to catch more of her stuff. To a certain degree, it felt like, you know, no time had had passed really like she you know she looks pretty much the same yeah she wrestles you know just as good as she ever did maybe if not better yeah like outside the mid 2000s wwe constraints yeah gosh that's a while ago wasn't it it's crazy but yeah i thought this was really fun well i think this is just another like notch in the belt of diana here yeah she's she's really strung together just an absolutely incredible reign like i think i think when all's said and done here diana prazo will likely be the 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 face you associate when you think the knockouts title in the you know going forward that's who you picture it around the waist of yeah definitely and i wonder how long it'll be until she maybe gets an eye on the nwa women's title could be interesting if that Mm. does go down because it does seem like she is of all the knockouts she's the one that's you know got carte blanche to explore the forbidden door as much as she well pleases I think Deanna versus Britt Baker is an exciting match as well. Oh, that's yeah, that's Feels possibly like, like match, one of the biggest it? women's matches you could do right now, isn't it? And it's interesting as well because I think Deanna's probably slightly better bell to bell, but Britt finds the camera more. Like she's yeah. the perhaps the more charismatic of the two. I think together they could put on an absolute banger, and the promos mm-hmm. leading up to it be very exciting indeed. So, yeah, it was really good stuff. Love. Diana's transitions to various submissions and oh yeah it's great isn't it it's a bit of a hallmark now but and she just looked like a real killer at the end when Melina's knee had all but abandoned her and <laughs> Diana was showing zero mercy and yeah I thought they did a really good job particularly when it, they kind of played it up that Melina mm. wasn't going to be able to continue at one point and they had this long period with the ref and the ref was yeah. even whispering stuff in Diana's ear it looked it was very genuine yeah. it looked very good so you know and this was the the longest sort of singles match on the on the entire show and and rightfully so i think you know this yeah was a goodie long may she reign Mm. um keeping things title worthy let's talk about this nwa world women's title match because i don't know about you for all the i really really enjoyed the impacts impact knockouts title match yeah but this was my favorite match yeah absolutely yeah easy no this question. was comfy. And I'd never seen Camille wrestle before. No, I hadn't. Either. Same. Yeah. It, and, really you know, impressed. Really impressed. And we talk about it, you know, all the time, but presence, man, just stage presence, you know, yeah. really owned it. Just, and she's so unique as well with the way she, the way she stands. She's kind of statuesque. Mm. She reminded me a little bit. And I, I think this is another future match. It's her and Jade Cargo. Yeah. You know, because they're both big, but they've both got like sort of similar kind of poise and yeah sense of presence that's a money match down the line um but i thought this was really great layla hirsch was excellent oh, yes. in this one just like, so so good she's she's somebody again like i would really like them, them over in AEW to really kind of strap the rocket to her i think you know bell to bell she's she's one of the best they've got yeah i couldn't agree more she's so so good there was just one moment in this match that really had me just like jump out of my seat was that flipping top rope German suplex. Oh my God, that was so crazy because it looked like she was going to go for a sunset bomb. Yeah. You kind of think, oh, this will be cool, but we know what it's going to be. And 
yeah totally twisted it around that was absolutely wild like what a spot yeah so so cool i also want to say that i enjoyed the commentary on this i did feel like sometimes they kind of got on top of each other a little bit they did but i absolutely adore tim storm who i kind of got to know watching the early episodes of power he's like a 50 something he won the nwa belt relatively recently he was the one that aldis beat for it sure and was kind of like a I think it's fair to say like a journeyman wrestler that mm. managed to get to the top. And he's always like humble. He's like the super baby face. You know, there's no oh, nice. badness in, in Tim Storm. I actually thought he added a lot of commentary. I thought mm. he brought a lot of kind of authority yes. to what he was speaking about. 100%. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job of adding to this one. Yeah. Just so, so good. Um, if I had a, a teeny tiny gripe, it, and I understand why they did it, but the... The angle at the end after the match with uh, Strictly Business kind of getting into a Trevor Murdoch on the outside. Yeah. I just don't think that needed to happen. Like they'd already already sold that one out. I think yeah. it would have gone anyway. I, I just felt like it slightly distracted on what sure, was supposed to sure. be an all-women show. Yeah, you know? I, I but I get you. it. I totally get it. But just for me, I think even Joe Garley said that on commentary, which, you know, if you weren't already thinking it, he's just gone ahead and said it for you. But <laughs> I just yeah. thought this was great. I loved the love the dynamic between these two you know it was always going to be fun having you know somebody quite so tall against somebody quite so short mm-hmm. and it was just excellent stuff so yeah kudos to both i'll definitely be checking out more of camille's work by the way if you're a boxing fan or have ever considered watching a bit of boxing check out vonda ward who was uh, an american uh, women's boxer back in the day unfortunately she's kind of most known for suffering possibly one of the most hellacious knockouts you'll ever oh, see no. against an absolute machine by the name of Anne wolf but camille reminds me a lot of vonda because they're both very tall quite upright mm. um and you know if you're in a boxing ring that's less of a good thing because your chin's <laughs> out and about as she found out unfortunately another little thing i'd like to talk about from this show was just the sort of mid-show angle with gail kim and awesome kong yeah hell yeah absolutely Really cool to see Awesome Kong in there one last time, probably. Just looking awesome as she does. So somebody else who I hadn't really seen in a long, long time, Taryn Terrell, was just so beautifully annoying and terrible here. I thought she just played her role in the whole angle just perfectly. Yeah, I don't know if she's a regular for NWA, but she should be a regular for someone. Definitely. Yeah, she was brilliant in this. So good. Man, that rivalry was such a big deal. I don't think it maybe gets enough praise for what it what it did. You know, the Gail Kim Awesome Kong rivalry. Yeah. It really did, like, b- before the women's revolution and all that kind of stuff, that really was it. You know, it elevated everybody, yeah. you know? That's what made people bar. really sit up and take notice on maybe a, a national level of yeah. how good women's wrestling could be. Totally, yeah. I think it should be kind of required viewing. For new fans, go back, watch some of that rivalry. You know, it's probably all on Impact Plus, I'd imagine. It was crazy. And they had such good matches. with The chemistry that we're talking about with Camille and Layla, with the size differential, it was absolutely there with mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. But just Gail Kim was a top, top tier wrestler. And Awesome Kong was just the best monster going. So, so cool. It's a real shame we didn't get to see her kind of go, flourish elsewhere. Yeah. But... Boy, did she ever flourish in impact during those years. And yeah, it was a nice little callback for the NWA to salute that. Yeah, for, for long-time fans. Yeah, 100%, man. It's a good stuff. I do think I'll be back 
to watch a bit more NWA. I enjoyed yeah, this. I'd like to give it a, a a proper shot. You know, this has kind of got me on board. I thought this was a real show of two halves. I thought the stuff below the Impact Knockouts title match probably wasn't quite up to a pay per view standard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, there we are. Even though the the opening three way had three talent, pretty talented people in, I, I it just didn't didn't quite click for me for whatever three, reason three ways are difficult aren't they they just they either really catch fire or they don't it's uh and then the the closing invitational you know was a bit sort of something or nothing some some good little spots i really enjoyed masha slamovich getting to sort of dominate portions of it you know i think uh she eliminated three three of the participants so she eliminated kiara hogan jamie senegal and uh, helped eliminate genocide as well so, you know, had the most, I believe the most eliminations. Yeah, had the most eliminations in the match. I loved what she did with her hair in this match as well. It really was reminiscent. I don't know if you watched um, Glow on Netflix. No, no, I haven't. Had should, oh, yet. I can't believe you haven't seen that yet. I know. You, I think you'd really like that. But she, her, she had her hair like the Alison Brie played character in that um, Zoya the Destroyer, who's like uh, a Russian, yeah. who's like a Russian heel. So I don't know if that was maybe inspired by Zoya's hairstyle, but yeah, she looked great here. And I think this serves as a really useful segue into we'll actually be, we've actually got an interview with Masha coming up very shortly. I was wondering when you're going to pull the trigger on that one. I was like, here he goes, here he goes, he's going to say it, he's going to say it. And he's just like, okay. No, so yeah, coming? so we're, we're, we're talking to Masha in a couple of weeks, just ahead of Porsche at the Beach. Yes, absolutely. Excited about that one. Obviously, if you're a fan of Joshi Wrestling, like we know some of you folks are, then you'll be intrigued to hear this one because Masha spent a lot of time in Japan, had her first match in Japan, actually, and uh, spent a lot of time in Marvelous as well. That's a promotion that we haven't had an opportunity to touch upon yet, but we certainly will do with Masha. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. That's That one's coming to you in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, so the winner of that one, Chelsea Green. Yeah, it, that felt like the obvious obvious choice here. And mm. so, you know, she got to challenge uh, for Camille the, the following night. yeah. I must get round to watching the um, the following night yeah, show. I would like to see that as well. Yeah, I, w- I will make a point of doing that. There's actually some really interesting people in this match. Like I've liked Lady Frost for a while. I think yeah, she's same. good. Um, Kara Hogan is really decent. Liked her in Impact, and she's kind of appears to be making a start in AEW now. Genocide's another one that looks really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, some really good names in this. Always bit. happy to see Thunder Kitty. Thunder Kitty, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think it had to be Chelsea Green, really. Yeah. That walked away with this one. That's like the highest profile person in the match, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. there we go. There so, you go. Yeah, that was NWA in power. There you go. Enjoyed that one. Thank you to Mickey James and Co. for curating a fun card. Fun evening of wrestling. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, let's press pause there and we'll come back with some stardom five star GP coverage. We move. And we're back. So, yes, we are covering what turned out to be night seven and eight of the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix. So a bunch of shows, Stardom shows got cancelled. The GP has been sort of all over the place in terms of the the timing, but looks like they're back on track now with two more really enjoyable nights here with some standout matches. Let's start with, with night seven, Liam. Anything here really stand out for you? Well, there's quite a lot on the deck here. You know, I think Stardom's the home to some of the most interesting characters in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. None more so than Starlight Kid. 
and we'll definitely get onto that in night eight but crikey what an evolution you know since she was against her will i remind you drafted across mm-hmm. to Tai, and you know she's fully embraced the dark side you know unlike fuku can death who appears to still be kind of pining for her time in the sun with stars starlight kids just gone yeah do you know what i'm with the bad guy team yeah. now i'm gonna be a bad guy yeah and it rules it does Originally, I was like, this will never work. How could it work? They're just going to have Mayu win a match to bring her back to stars, mm. surely. Like, this has to be short term. But yep. no, she's leaned into it. She's, you know, changed up her her look, you know, while still retaining all the important bits. Moveset. Looks great. Yep. Yeah, really, really enjoying this, this transition. And it seems to have served her incredibly well in terms of how well she's doing in the five-star Grand Prix right now. You know, she's... Somebody who's got, I think, joint most points. And she's in... top of the tree at the second. Yes. As at the time of uh, recording, she is top of the tree and with the red stars. She's got seven points with four matches remaining. So, so there's others that have got more matches in hand. So she could fall down the pecking order. But for the time being, yeah, she's on top, looking very good Smashing indeed. It, you know, so the the booking over in Stardom, they obviously know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, and actually for this match, she was wrestling somebody else who I think is having a wonderful year and showing a lot of evolution in Mina Shirakawa. Yes. I think she's going from strength to strength. You could probably say that about all three of the Cosmic Angels, although Tamakana was already a Super Saiyan, to be fair. But (laughs) I just think Mina, she's really got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. You know, she's so charismatic. She works the crowd really well. And now the the bell to bell, which was good anyway, yeah. is starting to reach those those top levels. So it's just exciting. She's really become top tier, hasn't she? Like I think so. Somebody whose work I really enjoyed already, but this has just given her that nudge to make her a, a like a truly can't miss talent. Yeah, no, totally right, absolutely. And one match that you were keen on, I know, was the Mika Unagi Sakaya match. Yes, I thought this really did the world of good for Unagi. Yeah. Another person who's having a very, very good 2021. So my thoughts on this one were just that, you know, so it went to a 20 minute time limit draw. There's been a fair few of these throughout the five star this year, but really I thought my perception of their standing is that Micah would have sort of steamrolled her a little bit. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So I think that certainly doesn't do anything to lower Micah's stock at all. No. But I do think this does, moving forward, raise Unagi's. Yeah, absolutely. Does Unagi use a Uranagi at all? Because <laughs> she could just call it your Unagi, which would be quite good. Yeah, I really like this. And the Micah getting busted open as well looked incredible. Like that kind of big cut on the chin. Yeah. Which, you know, you don't tend to see people bleed from there in wrestling. No. So no. it just, and it, it made her look so fierce, you know, like just having like, blood all down her like just raining down her chin yeah it does it doesn't it it just looked really badass um so i kind of rewound it to sort of see where it came from and it just came from a really brutal looking big boot oh really unagi delivered yeah oh that wouldn't have felt good no no definitely not but you know and also just like how unfazed michael was by it she's awesome like we're going to talk about her in a second as well for the main event of this is coming event excuse me of night eight if you're not on the Micah train already, like, I gather there may be some standing room available, but we're pretty much done, man, <laughs> and we're about to move out of the station. Like, she's so, so, so yes. good. Just incredible. I, I think it's got 
probably my favorite theme music in me too it's great like, i find myself it? humming that one a lot as well yes. uh and i think her gear looks so good she just looks like a, a shogun yeah uh, yeah just just amazing and um, i think as well she what's really interesting about micah is if you i don't well maybe you can i don't think i could point put a finger on what she's best at i just think if you had like a micah top trump it would all be kind of like solid everything at the same level mm. you know she's just mm. really good at everything yeah yeah so she she's i think well on her way like i i could see her taking the the whole tournament yeah personally. me too me too she's, all right i think she's got to be she's got to be one of that but just another little point i want to say as well that i really mm. like i really liked here was unagi had uh micah in like set up for like a, almost like widow's peak so bent over you mm. know back to back bent over the top and Unagi had like her hands on that cut on the chin and it just oh. looked really brutal that, oh, no. you know I just thought that was I don't know whether that was like worked into the match improvised around, improvised around the cut because that made that looked awesome or if that was just something it might be something she uses pretty regularly I'm not sure but yeah. I just for me that just was just had me like had me squirming a little it was like oh god oh it's the stuff like that yeah. where you can relate to it like oh man like a finger in a cut that wouldn't feel good at all so yeah so Micah's top of the tree as well as it stands just mm. for reference so, yeah so Micah and Starlight Kid running the show here Indeed, indeed. All right, just a, a quick note as well. What's going on with poor Himeka? I know. Last I really year she was a finalist, her. wasn't she? And, you know, she'd absolutely killed it last year. She hasn't Still got on one point. Nil point. She's like Nil the point. UK in the Eurovision. <laughs> Can't get out of the starting blocks. Yeah, seven matches remaining. Okay, so she's got time, but man, it's been a rough run of it. So that's that's been the thing with this tournament as well. So we'll talk about points, but just because of the moving around and shows being cancelled and stuff, not necessarily everybody has had the same number of, of matches at this point. Like mm. during a um, G1, for instance, you know, you kind of know everybody's on the at this kind of same point. Yeah, this is like the Premier League at Christmas. Nobody knows who's done what. So yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to gauge like who's really doing well and who's doing badly because there's, you know, still it, there's still everything to play for at this point. Yep. Couldn't agree more. If you're Homeka, you've got to be looking around and being like, you know, there's hey. you know, there's <laughs> people with seven points, there's people with, you know, five, six points. The other people on zero points are Raka and Fukigan Death. You've got to be like, oh. Ugh, yeah. Like, how am I? What? How? <laughs> well, I'm sure this will play into a bigger story, but it's interesting because I think this time last year, I felt like Homeka was further up the pecking order than Micah. Yeah. Not just within DDM, but, you know, generally, but that it definitely appears to reverse now. So, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. It's interesting, particularly with Lady C knocking around DDM as well. And you kind of wonder if she'll be made a member soon. Mm. And then, you know, do we have one person too many? It's interesting. Time will yeah. tell. Time yeah. will tell. All right, let's jump over to night and then eight. I, oh, I, I just want to say, so I really oh. loved Mayu at the end of her win here, saying she, so she thought she was on four points after that win. And the I think the announcer had to correct her to say she was actually on six. <laughs> and it's just like it's just perfect Mayu behavior. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's spot on for what for what I know of of Mayu. Yeah, she's good fun, isn't she? Great fun to watch, always great value. But more generally, has been having a bit of a rough rough year. It's not it's not been her year 2021. So it's, it certainly hasn't for her stable, that's for damn sure. No. So. You also on both of these cards, um, outside of the uh five star. You had the My Sakurai series that she's currently embarking on, which seems to be something that happens when people come into stardom. Mm. They have to run the gauntlet a little bit. 
So she lost to Itami on night seven and then lost to Momo on night eight. So that's two of the absolute, you know, upper echelon wrestlers yeah. in stardom. So no, no shame in losing no, those. No, no shame yeah, in, a, in her game. Be intriguing to see how she gets on once the dust settles, though. Yeah. You know, as part of the Cosmic Angels, I think there's a... There's a lot of room for a few more people in stardom. Absolutely. So, yeah, intrigued to see how that goes. Just rolling on from the main event of Night 7 uh, and Hameka's nil point, going up against Fuki Gen Death, she still manages to land on nil point. She bloody lost. Yep. So, yeah, she's... So, not only is it... It's not just that she hasn't had that many matches, you know, losing... You're losing there is, like, not, not a great sign for her. In under five minutes, no less. Yeah, so... Ooh. There's got to be a plan, isn't there? Yeah, there's got to be something to come out of this. I like Hameka and her crazy Facebook expressions. We can't, can't ditch those. We need those. Never. Never. All right, let's 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 crawl up the card then. Okay, so we talked a bit about Micah Wax Lyrical, um, but she had another banger on this match against the Takumi Iroha from Marvelous, who'd been slated for this tournament. Uh, you know, for quite some time, but I believe this was her first actual match within it. So, like Gareth was saying earlier, the fixture list is all over the shop yeah. in this one. But crikey! So look, I don't know if you guys have seen Takumi Aroha. I'm sure a lot of you have. Um, if you haven't, give it a quick Google now or check her out on Twitter. But I remember thinking that, like a young Liam, who with less exposure to wrestlers, you know, maybe watching one particular promotion. If I'd seen Takumi on my screen, she'd be the type of person I'd be very, very interested in because mm. her gear was so different. You know, her look was so different. The way she moved was so different. It reminded me a little bit of when I first kind of caught glimpses of the Luchadors in WCW. Yeah. They looked totally different to the stuff that I was being fed in WWF at the time. Yeah. Not better or worse, just different. And, you know, that kind of attracted me. And it's the same with Takumi. She's just very, very different. And felt like, you know, like a legendary Pokemon. Felt mm-hmm. a bit like that, like a Moltres, <laughs> you know, just kind of swooping in. And look, Mike is top tier. I think she's great and she's strongly positioned. But I felt like this was relatively one sided, even yeah. though she got enough offense in. It didn't look like it was in doubt. Like Takumi, she's a killer, an absolute killer. And, and that's going to be a force huge, here. Huge razor's edge. To the best. Match. I love the razor's edge. Like, absolutely. You know, that was more like the border toss. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just like that. Like, yeah. just absolutely crumpled her up. Yeah. It and was crazy. Know, again, I completely, you know, I think that really works having her come in and sort of sort of steamroll Micah here as well. Because Micah just went to a bloody, you know, an actual bloody 20 minute time limit draw the night previously yeah she, you know had big old plaster on her chin you know she looked she a bit was, like goshizaki with the amount she of tape was worn she down had yeah 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 she'd had six matches at that point in the tournaments that i believe that was a seventh match so from a storyline perspective you can completely justify it loses no no ground there but man yeah aroha just makes aroha look you know like a like a bit of a killer yeah so looking Absolute forward killer. to see what she does going forward now Deary me, well, there's some choice matchups in this block. I mean, just to whet your appetite. So we still got Iroha versus Utami, Tam Nakano, Suri, Tulsaya, Konami. I'm excited for Iroha, Tulsaya. I'm a bit worried about Tulsaya. <laughs> 
she spoiled the surprise yeah, as well. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'll be interested to see how that one goes down. <laughs> if you don't, if you didn't catch that, that was at the um, uh, press conference before the five star GP where Iroha hadn't actually been announced yet, and Saya kind of let it slip before she should have done so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, poor, poor to Saya. Really good and kind of making me want to watch a bit more Marvelous as well and mm. see what's going on well, over there. That surely, you know, any kind of cross promotion like this, that should be the end result, shouldn't it? That it makes mm. you want to have a take a peek at their home promotion. I do love seeing this though, this cooperation. Yeah, it's different people popping up. It's a much more enjoyable ecosystem. Yeah. In the what, 20 plus years we've been big old wrestling nerds this is the first time i remember like sustained serious cooperation like across the wrestling ecosystem it's the best it's the best anyone can pop up anywhere it's amazing it's so exciting well apart from one place (laughs) it's amazing it's really really exciting and just yeah feels like all cards are on the table it's a really fun time to be a fan that's for damn sure all right let's go to this main event because i want to talk about this high speed title match it's a natsupoi of DDM defending against the aforementioned changed Starlight Kid. What did you make of this one? Well, I forgot to mention earlier, but I just really love Starlight Kid's new little fangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's such a nice addition to the gear. And also in this match, how good was her entrance mask that really was reminiscent of, I thought, Liger? Yeah, so good, so good. The only thing I would say, though, is if you're going to wear a mask on top of the mask, and still look intimidating. I don't want to see you checking that your ears are still pointy, which which happened briefly. No, it was ace. It was so good. The whole aesthetic, everything. She's changed it up big time. I didn't, I really didn't think this was going to work because Starlight Kid was just so happy and yeah, joyful yeah, yeah. and blue skies. And now she's just a, a murderer. But it's bell great. to bell, like, I think this, for me, this was probably my favorite match of the two nights. This was a very good um, match. Very just, good match. It felt like, everything here was hit so flush and looked great you know just a really really well worked match um early on in the match like poi hits a drop kick when starlight kid is like sat leaning against the ropes and just it just looks brutal like she goes through starlight kid it's the the, um the stardom drop kick isn't it where she just mows through people yeah yikes yeah like everything just looked great here so many awesome suplexes lots of great bridges that just were things of beauty high speed man it's the new yeah. it's the it's the next evolution of wrestling is this high speed division it's just the coolest Natsu Poi hitting a, a German suplex on that apron as well oh. just looked killer yeah these two just worked wonderfully together um, yeah you know I think in, in the past like last year one of the matches we pointed to was just like hey if you you know, haven't seen stardom check out Azumi versus Starlight Absolutely. this might be the new one where we we point to and go check this out and then give us your thoughts on stardom yeah definitely definitely i couldn't agree more this is just really good they worked really really well together and it was nice as well because there was a, a sense particularly as you got towards the finish you felt like natsu boy was in quicksand a little bit you could kind of see it the terror kind of grow across her face like oh man i'm in trouble here it's like, slipping away from her yeah you could really see that and just the coolest moment right at the end. I forget what move she hit, but um, Starlight Kid hit Poi with like a match ender and had her down for the three and pulled her head up. Yes. And she was completely yeah. out on her feet. It looked like something out of Mortal Kombat. That was her Black Tiger driver. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, Poi wasn't 
even looking at her, she's barely conscious. Yeah, there was no way she was kicking out of that. No, no, no. And she just wanted to do another move and yeah. then did it and killed her dad. And it yeah. was just, if you wanted to hammer home that not only is this person a bad guy now, but she's also a real bad, bad guy. Like, you know, this this is a killer. Put her away with a, another tiger move. Hit the tiger suplex there to... To bridging tiger suplex which that was probably the only thing in the match which wasn't hit flush like so the it you know they had to like reposition the bridge a little bit but it's at the end of a match like of course you know like that i don't think that detracted at all i kind of yeah. liked it because it, it you know she we'd seen from the previous move that she was already out on her feet yeah so i kind of liked that her body was like flopping a little bit yeah, and just... yeah that, that worked for me yeah very cool stuff starlight kid contender Looks very, very exciting. Now, can we get the Starlight Kid Azumi rematch, please? <laughs> With these new dynamics. Can yes, we let's move swiftly to that? That would be pretty cool as well. It's just great stuff. Two very, very good wrestlers. High speed division is awesome. Needs more wrestlers, I would say. Um mm, well you know, they haven't picked up the phone to young May Saruga as yet. Mm, She'd be great in that division. She really would. Look, yeah. But I mean it does seem that there is a lot of Joshi talent leaving their promotions and maybe Indeed. heading to, possibly heading to stardom. So well, who, who should knows? we talk about that now? We, we could have saved it to the news. Let's talk about it now. I think that's yeah, a, I, the right yeah, time. So. Yeah. yeah, go on in. So you got, have you got the list? Yes. So, you know, just recently we have seen, well, the, the biggest news is Mariah Mayumi is, is leaving Tokyo Joshi Pro. As I'm shocked of, at that. I thought she Mariah. was being positioned for big things. Yeah, absolutely. And she's still so young. I think she's 21. Jeepers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, expect big things from her. Yeah, I'd imagine. I mean, if you're leaving Tokyo Joshi Pro, the only place you're going is Stardom, surely. Yeah, I think so. I can't really see that she's going to one of the other promotions that would... And yeah. I mean, the the number of people that have had success that have made that movie, you know, think Unagi... Uh, Siaka and Mina Shirakawa have both yep. made that same move uh, in the last sort of year or so, yep. and you look how well they're both doing. So you know, there's there's kind of precedent for people making that jump and being treated really well. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and who else is on the move? So we've also seen. I think it's Yuri is made her intentions known to leave that she's going to be heading out from the Just Tap Out promotion that's mm. headed up by Takamishikanoku. Mei Hoshizuki, Mikoto Shindo, and Hibuki have all announced their, that they've left Marvelous as well. There's some big names in there within so, Marvelous, yeah. Yeah, any any number of those could be springing up in stardom now. You know, it, they've almost got potentially a sort of AEW-like problem where they've got so much new talent and it's going to be a struggle to kind of, how do you kind of neatly and easily slot them all, all in? So hopefully it'll be a little bit staggered just so it's not kind of yeah. too much all at once. If it well, that's that's the, who's to say they are all necessarily going to stardom, but it does seem like stardom are on a bit of a recruitment drive at the moment. It does seem that way. It's interesting because you know we've got New Japan's Wrestle Grand Slam coming up this weekend. Big card, by the way. Real, really good looking card. Probably the best I've seen from them in possibly this year. It looks great. And we've got stardom matches on the show, but unlike in previous times where they, they're not to be broadcast and just for the live crowd, these ones are actually going up on yeah. uh, New Japan World, which is pretty big news, I would say. Low-key big news. And I wonder if this means that we might see more stardom matches integrated into the New Japan shows, particularly given that 
there's no real light at the end of the tunnel at the second for international travel. And, you know, as a result, no way to get Gaijin talent over to help supplement the roster. And perhaps New Japan have taken a look. And I think a lot of people, it's fair to say, feel like the lineup is a little on the stale side. You know, we've, yeah. we've seen a lot of these matches before. And although they're great, it's very, it's a slightly different proposition without that influx of foreign talent. Truly. So maybe the way to combat that is to add women's wrestling to the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for one, I'd be very interested to see how that went down. If it was yeah. presented in a similar fashion to it is on Stardom main shows, it could be quite exciting. I'm really, I'm really curious to kind of see how this plays out over this yeah. weekend. So, you know, that's so Saturday 4th and Sunday 5th, these shows. So, you know, check those out. There's some, some big, big matches. And yeah, it's interesting to see who is getting the sort of rub so to speak, you know, so mm. you've got Momo and Saya being used both nights. Um, yeah, which is interesting because, you know, there was a lot of talk, I think it was earlier this year, that Momo was perhaps not as appreciated as she should be by the stardom brass. And, mm-hmm. you know, you it looks, you would read this as the opposite, really. Yeah, you know, definitely. Two big spots, two big features for the woman who's arguably the best wrestler in stardom at the second. So, yeah, here we go. And then, yeah, glad to see Julia and Suri on Hell one yeah. night. And then Absolutely. Micah and Lady C getting the rub on uh, one of the other nights. So it's- no, that's really interesting. Yeah. Lady C, who hasn't picked up a win yet, who's, I think is, I, I think of all the people that I've seen that debut with losing streak, she's the one that's probably the most over. Like, yeah. I don't know how she's done it, but she's a <laughs> bit of a cult figure in many yeah, ways. It's really funny, isn't it? <laughs> but hell of a position for her to be put in. And yes. yeah, they, they clearly see something in her, and rightly so, yeah. Yeah, so really, really excited for those shows this weekend. Um, Tanahashi defending the US title against Kota Ibushi. That's going to be good. Nice, to have, <laughs> nice to have Ibushi back on the big show after his... Yep recent health troubles indeed um, yep. another okada jeff cobb match you know those Sign two can't help but have bangers this is the the final i think as well so it should be crazy and then rapongi 3k explodes yo versus show may yo versus show how sad i think show's gonna kill that boy <laughs> <laughs> show's massive yeah and then the biggies on night two shingo defending the world heavyweight title against evil okay yep but hopefully that's just a kind of pads out Shingo's uh, record there. Poor Evil. Yeah. Um, Robbie Eagles defending his fairly newly won junior heavyweight title against uh, arguably the ace of the division in Hiromi Takahashi. Yeah, big match. You know, I would be really surprised if Eagles manages to hang on to it here just because, mm. you know, Hiromu, he's just the man in the division, isn't he? He is the man in the division. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one because he's, well, this will be his first defense. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he lost it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. On the one hand, it seems like a bad move to have somebody win it for the first time and then drop it in their first defense. Mm. But it's Hiromu. It is Hiromu. All he does is win. All he does, win, 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 no matter what. Yeah, you could be right. Could be right. When's Best of Super Juniors? Has that been announced? I don't think so. Is that happening this year? Who's to say? Who's to say? And also, we've got IWGP Junior Tag uh, titles on the line. Taiji Ishimori, El Fantasmo against El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That should be a lot of fun as well. I did see that Taiji Ishimori is coming over to the States soon, interestingly. Read into that what you will. Um, Exciting. 
Anyway, we've jumped over to the news before saying we're going to the news. Let's we're in the news. news. We're, we're knee deep news. in the news, people. Okay, all right. Let's just keep doing the news. Right, what else have we got then? So, Pro Wrestling Eve uh, made its comeback, started its comeback uh, this past weekend. Great to see it back over here in the UK. It was Wrestle Queendom 4. I suppose the big news coming out of that were two returns in the form of Alex Windsor. That one was advertised, but great to see Alex back. Charlie Morgan, that one was a surprise. Also very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was done. So that's great news. It's amazing news for the scene, man. We need we need we need bodies, we need big names. And <laughs> yeah. you know, the, these are two great, great wrestlers. So fantastic to have them both back. And then Jetta, the Princess Diana professional wrestling, that was not mine, captured the Eve title. Yes. Which is also crazy as well. Very exciting. Putting an end to uh Rear O'Reilly's long long title reign mate i love rio riley yeah same but it's probably the right thing to do just yeah. to you know fresh, fresh coat of paint let's yes. go again yeah haven't had a chance to watch that show yet but would very much like to indeed yep like hopefully we can make it to some uh future eve shows yeah but there's a couple of shows knocking around the uk that we're we're considering um having a look at so let us know if you're going to any shows by the way be intrigued to hear what you guys are checking yeah. out have a uh wrestling pod meetup show maybe oh my gosh okay yeah let's do it how would anybody know what we look like they wouldn't <laughs> anybody could turn up and say they're, they're Liam McGarry from the wrestling pod I mean why would anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah touche um <laughs> Impact Wrestling, we've got uh, Victory Road is taking shape and looking pretty interesting because you've got Ace Austin, someone that we're both pretty high on, challenging Christian Cage for the top title. And Chris Sabin, uh, former guest on the show, is challenging for Josh Alexander's X Division title. Just on the strength of those two matches alone, it's worth a watch, isn't yeah. it? Those are two very exciting matches. So, you know, I wouldn't expect either title to change hands at this point. But they should both be very good matches. Yeah, 100%. The way right. I see it, if Josh Alexander doesn't conclude this reign by challenging for the main title and winning it, then we've got it all wrong. Yeah, something's right? gone terribly wrong, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's got to win the big you know, belt. And it's, it's been a great year for Josh. He's just announced that he's a full... After 15 years in the business, he's a full-time wrestler. All he does is wrestle now. Like, he's excellent. So congratulations. Yeah, fair play, Josh. You're, you're very, very good indeed. Um, what else we got? Major League Wrestling. It's been a weird one to follow, MLW. I haven't been able to quite work out whether they've been back or not. Um, it seems like they kind of went on hiatus. And But anyway, they're coming back. That's for damn sure. With a huge, huge match at the show they're calling Fightland, which is on October the 2nd, hailing from the old ECW arena. It's a huge, huge match between two of their biggest stars. It's Jacob Fatu and Alex Hammerstone. It's about the biggest match that you can make yeah. from the MLW roster. It's the Mega Powers Collide. It's going to be been, crazy. They've both held their respective titles just forever. Indeed. So yeah. yeah. Give, give me this match with a conclusive finish. Please. And I'll be very happy. Please, with that's, a conclusive finish. That's just Please. been my one complaint with MLW is just too much sort of, you know, fuck finishes. Yeah. It's the only thing, isn't it? Otherwise, you'd be all, all in there. But let's see. I'm really excited for that one. I'll definitely check that one out. So fingers crossed. I think it's probably time for a Hammerstone win here. Yeah, I think as well. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, be good to see. What else you got, mate? Over in ROH, some sad news. Roosh is going to be out of action for the rest of the year uh, due to having to undergo knee surgery. So, you know, of course, we're wishing him a 
speedy recovery you know he's somebody we both really love to to watch so mm. yeah that's a real shame to hear yeah absolutely couldn't agree more rev pro again over here in the uk unfortunately three positive covid cases uh, have been confirmed will osprey mark davis of aussie open and shota from new japan uh, we wish them all a speedy recovery that they're going to be off this weekend's cards, but hopefully they're going to be on the high stake show, which does look very good indeed. So I yeah, hope those guys are all right. And also we should say as well, um, really sorry to hear the news about Daphne from uh, WCW Impact Shimmer fame as well. Just a really sad situation. So you know, genuinely thinking of her family and, and friends at that time, really, really sad. Yeah, she is somebody I always love to see pop up in any sort of fashion on a show she's just you know hard to take your eyes off of just really engrossing and by all accounts just an incredible human being yeah i heard something that brian alvarez said about her earlier which i couldn't agree with more you know if you if you were around in the year 2000 and you were watching wcw chances are you're having a hard time because that was a rocky show to say the least but boy oh boy was if you think of the the highlights of that show Daphne and Crowbar were up there you know they were one of the few shining lights on that show and that's a hell of an achievement really because it was a car crash um so yeah so sad news indeed so yeah I think that about wraps us up for for the week before we go on to next week I just wanted to announce something to everybody, to you, but also to anybody who's been listening. Gareth, your pencil army pink dungarees have arrived. Oh my God. Yes, they've arrived. <laughs> They're glorious. I can't wait. They're glorious. I've spoken to your wife and I've got a date in the diary to come up to see you. Because I know she's the person. That with me. Yeah. She's the person to actually organize things. Why things am I with their busy? Name. This is crazy. Anyway. Well, this is great news, though. We'll get a snap, because uh, I'm sure everybody's desperate to see. <laughs> oh, I know I am. There we go. Pencil army, baby. Yes. Sorry, you were saying next week. So next week, we are going to be looking at uh, the co-promoted GCW and Black Label Pro show, Three Cups Stuffed, uh, which looks huge, actually. So, you know, we've got BLP heavyweight champion Jake something defending the title against Effie. One of our all-time faves, Alex Shelley, defending his Midwest Championship against Filthy Tom Lawler. Another favourite, actually. Yeah, just, yeah. just a big, big show. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're also going to be talking to our old pal, Mark Pickering. But he's also going to be joined by Stuart Fulton from uh, the Noah commentary booth. And we're going to be doing a preview of the N1. Mate, I can't wait for that. Mark's been doing so much stuff out in Japan. You see these covering some of the Olympics. I think he's covering the Paralympics as well. Yes, so just tons boy. to talk about. And then Stuart's been covering stardom too, as well as TJPW, Noah, DDT, all the rest of it. So yeah, very, very cool. Looking forward to chatting with the lads. Really excited about that. So there you go, folks. Plenty to come back for. So we hope to see you here next week in the meantime check us out on twitter and instagram we're at wrestling pod that's wrestling without the e you can go to wrestlingpod.com again wrestling without the e for all the links you'll need links to listen personal twitters all that kind of stuff i think that pretty much wraps us up so have a wonderful weekend my friends do come and hang out with us online or just go out and enjoy some craps that's absolutely fine too see you here same time same place next week next friday Stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the crabs.